Hello, welcome back to another episode of the Leading Yourself podcast. Three weeks ago, I did a podcast episode called The Countdown is On. It was my way of kicking off the last 90 days of this 2021. And I got a lot of questions about that podcast episode. So last week, I did a podcast episode around burnout and how to create momentum towards the end of the year. And as I was thinking about what to talk about this week, typically I talk about things that I'm going through, things that I'm experiencing, things that I'm learning, or things that I'm getting questions about, or people are reaching out to me. And it seems like I just started a series of podcast episodes around ending the year strong and creating momentum into 2022. Because today we're going to continue that conversation, and so we will in the next following weeks. So this week, what I want to talk about with you is time management to end the year strong. Um, I think a lot of the things that I've been talking about have been resonating with a lot of you, and you've been asking me how to make that happen when we're getting into this hectic season of the year with the holidays and trying to wrap things up at work and so on. So I thought I would spend some time talking and sharing about what is my approach for time management on this last stretch of the year. Welcome to the Leading Yourself podcast. This is your host, Carolina de Arriba. I'm an HR professional, health and fitness coach, wife, mom, and above all things, a goal getter. In this podcast, we're going to be digging into all things leadership, professional and career development, habits, and relationships. This is a podcast for those who want to become the best version of themselves. Those who have big dreams and are willing to embrace the journey and put in the work to achieve them. My goal is to share with you the tools, tips, and tricks to help you in your journey. So let's dig in into today's episode. Okay, let's dig in into time management at the year end. Um, a couple of episodes ago, I talked about this countdown is on, referring to we are entering the last 90 days of the year, and I explained to you how do I approach the last quarter of every year for the last few years in my life? And as I mentioned, I've got a lot of questions about that podcast episode that triggered me to talk about burnout last week and this week going into the space of time management. I was doing a session at work around productivity and a lot of people reach out to me with questions there was over 300 people who attended the session. There was a really big interest in this topic of productivity and time management. And I think, you know, we live in a world that is really, really fast paced and it can be hectic and it can be stressful. And we're being bombarded by information from everywhere, right? And it's it's hard to stay afloat and to be efficient and effective in managing our time. And as we get to the end of the year, it gets even more stressful, right? Because we're going to be in a few days in Halloween. So it's if you have kids, it's 
you know, buying the the costumes and preparing everything. And then right after that, for those who live in the U.S., we have Thanksgiving. And there's a lot of preparation that goes into that. And by then, it's almost like the year is over because in a few weeks later is Christmas and buying gift and preparing the family gatherings and all the things. And it seems like there's a lot of distractions during this last few weeks of the year. There's also a lot of stress because you might feel that you're falling behind, that you haven't made enough progress towards your goals, and everyone is trying to get things done to wrap up the year. And it creates a lot of tension and pressure around us. If you work in a corporate world, I feel it always is like that. Like everyone is trying to push to get the last things done, and, and you certainly feel the stress growing. And it can be challenging at times to decide where should I be focusing my energy? What should I be working on? What should I focus on? And we end up trying to do a gazillion amount of things and end up not ending or finishing any of them and feeling that we end the year and we didn't accomplish our goals. So I want to give you some tips to help you change that feeling and help you get organized and help you get focused on what matters most so you can end the year rather than feeling stressed and overwhelmed, feeling fulfilled and um, relief and calm. So let's dig into it. I'm going to share two different approaches uh, because I realize that not everyone maybe set goals for 2021. So I'm going to give you two different approaches. Actually, you can combine both approaches into one big approach or you can use them as separate approaches. Here is what it is. So the first approach applies for those who set goals at the beginning of the year. If you set new year resolutions or you set goals for the year, whether it are personal or at work or in any area of your life, this approach can be very helpful to end the year feeling that you did accomplish something and feeling that you actually made progress towards those things that are important to you. So here's what, what I do. What I, what I do at this point of the year, if I'm feeling overwhelmed, if I'm feeling, okay, I have so many things to do and I don't know what to do first and I don't know what to focus on and I start one thing and then I start the second and the third and the fourth and the fifth thing and then I'm feeling so overwhelmed that I give up on all of them. So here is a simple process to follow. The first thing that you want to do is to grab a piece of paper and list all your goals, all the goals that you had for this year, whether you set those goals January 1st of 2021, whether you set your goals at the beginning of this month, doesn't matter. Any goals that you have for this year or this season, just write them down on a piece of paper. And then I want you to have, probably this is not an exercise that you're going to be able to do as you listen to me, but what you can do is you can pause me to do the steps of this little process or take some notes or come back to this podcast episode later when you have time and you have everything that you need to do the exercise. But you're going to need a piece of paper, probably a few pieces of paper or a notebook 
or maybe a Word document in your computer, or a Google document on your computer, you're going to need a set of highlighters, um, two colors of highlighters, two different colors. Um, you can pick whatever color you want uh, or whatever color you have available. And step number one, as I said, you're going to list all the goals that you have. Anything that you set at the beginning of the year, as I said, maybe was at the beginning of this month, maybe was even this week or today or yesterday, but list all your goals for 2021. And then I want to, I want you to pick one highlighter, any color that you want and highlight any of the goals in your list that you have actually accomplished, things that you have finished, um, like cross them off with a highlighter. And after you do this, I want you to pause and look at this piece of paper and take a minute to acknowledge the things that you have completed. Many times we focus just on what we have left to do and we pay very little attention to what we've already done and what we've already accomplished. So I want you to celebrate the fact that you've achieved some of these goals in this list, right? And give you a little tap on the shoulder and, and really acknowledge your accomplishments. Then I want you to pick a different color of highlighter and highlight those goals in that list that you've made some level of progress, but they're not finished. Like you haven't complete the goal, but you have made some level of progress this year. And once again, after you highlight every one of those goals where you've made some progress, I want you to take a, a minute to acknowledge the progress that you've made, to celebrate the progress that you've made. Because again, when we have an incomplete goal, our minds typically go to why we haven't finished it or what we haven't finished versus what we have already accomplished and what progress we've already made. Um, and progress is very important, right? I, I think sometimes making progress is even more important, more critical than completing the goal. So what I want you to do is to acknowledge that progress. And then I want you to look at that piece of paper and look at anything that you highlighted in that second color, things that are that you started but you haven't completed, or anything that is not highlighted, meaning those goals that you haven't even started working on, right? And I want you to ask yourself a few questions. You don't have to write this down, but just think about it and reflect for a second. Ask yourself, first of all, are these goals still valid? Like I feel a lot can change in a, over a year, right? And I think when we started 2021, I don't know about you, but when I started 2021 and I set goals for 2021, in my mind, I was visualizing a world without COVID. I was visualizing us as a society, as a world, getting out of this pandemic. And I visualized 2021 very different than 2020. And I feel, I don't know about you, but I feel that 2021 hasn't been that different than 2020. We're still socially distancing. We're still wearing masks in a lot of places. We're still trying to be careful. I mean, COVID is still there. It's out there. It's real. And it, it, 
2021 hasn't been the way that I was envisioning to be. And I think a lot of us set ourselves for disappointment when we visualize 2021, right? And we had this high hopes of going back to our lives before the pandemic. So it might be that a lot of the goals that you set at the beginning of the year are just not valid, are not possible because of the world in which you're living today or your circumstances or just the stage in which you are in your life. And things might have changed throughout the year why those goals might not be valid, right? Um, Also, I want you to ask yourself if these goals are aligned with your vision for life. Um, I've talked a lot about visioning, and I know I've talked a lot about doing a lot of visualization exercise, but you can see yourself like five years from now, 10 years from now. If you have already done such type of an exercise, I want you to ask yourself, are these goals that are in that piece of paper aligned with your vision for the future? If you don't have a vision for the future, this might be a great opportunity to do a a vision exercise. And by the way, next month in November, November 12th, I'm hosting a vision board party. Um, I did this last year. I had some friends joining. They really enjoy it. And I'm doing another one again this year. And I'm basically going to guide you to build a vision board for 2022 and beyond. So if you don't have a vision, you should check it out. I'm going to put the link to the vision board party on the notes of this podcast episode so you can check it out. And I'm hosting this this vision board party for two reasons. One, because I think we live in such a volatile world that we need to take time to work on our vision, to expand on our vision. And I'm going to give you a lot of tips in this workshop about um, creating a vision for the future and how you can leverage that vision to help you become a better version of yourself, how to set goals, how to accomplish those goals, how to set priorities, all the things. Um, The second reason is I am trying to raise funds for a charity, this time for the Make-A-Wish Foundation. Um, I always melts my heart when I hear all the stories, all the lives and the families that they impact, and especially as we go into this um, holiday season. So all funds raised by this event will be um, donated to the Make-A-Wish Foundation. Okay. I feel I derailed for a second, but back to what I was talking about. If you have a vision, ask yourself, are these goals, those that are incomplete or that you haven't started yet, aligned with that vision? Sometimes we set goals and we end up, the reason why we never made any progress is because they were never aligned and that therefore we didn't make them a priority. They didn't felt right and we procrastinated on those goals. So it's important that we check in with ourselves and we ask ourselves, are these goals aligned with my vision? The next thing that I want you to do, and at this point, the only thing you're gonna do is say yes or no, maybe put a yes or a no next to each of those goals. The next step that I want you to do is to Find a minute where you can be by yourself, relax, close your eyes, 
Um, this only takes five minutes, I promise. And I want you to travel in time and imagine that you are sitting on December 31st of 2021 celebrating, right, the end of the year and the beginning of 2022. And you're like doing a self-assessment at the end of the year, a self-reflection. And I want you to think about what would make you feel most fulfilled, most accomplished. If you could make progress in just one of the things in that list of all the goals that are incomplete or that you haven't started, which one will make you feel more proud of yourself? Which one will make you feel more fulfilled, more accomplished at the end of the year and make you feel like 2021 was a good year because you made progress or you accomplished that particular thing. And I want you to identify what that thing is in your list. And I'm 100% sure that whatever you pick is one of the things that are aligned with your vision for the future. Because alignment that alignment is so important, right? A lot of times at the end of the year, there's been years that I've accomplished a lot, right? I When I sit down and do my end of the year reflection and I write down all my accomplishments of the year, I can come up with a pretty long list and still feel that it wasn't a good year, still feel that I'm not fulfilled. I still feel not accomplished. And what I had found is that that is when we do a lot but the things that we do are not aligned with our vision. So that's why I want you now, before you start working on anything on that list, to do that inventory, right? What is that, what things are aligned, what things are not? And if you transport yourself to the end of the year and you ask yourself, what would be the one thing that will make me feel most proud, most fulfilled, most accomplished, what would be that? And that is the one thing that I want you to focus on for the next days, weeks, couple of months that are left in this year. Now, how to approach that thing? Because probably this is a big thing and you're here thinking, oh my God, this is something that I was planning to do along the year and now I have less than three months and there's no way that I can do this. So the first thing that I'm going to say is I want you to embrace a mindset of progress over perfection, right? It's not about crossing the finish line. We'll try to get there, but getting as close as possible to that finish line and focusing on progress. And I know that when you have a goal that big and you have only little time in the middle of all the other things that we talked about before, right? All the distractions, all the holidays, all the pressures that come with the end of the year, it can be hard to find the time to work on that thing that you want to work on. And here's how I personally do that. So the first thing is you need to break that one goal into micro actions, like things that you can do in 15, maximum 30 minutes, things that you can do that will take you around 15 to 30 minutes to complete. So break down that goal into micro actions. This is the one step that can take a little bit more time, um, depending on how big your goal is, but I promise it's totally worth it. You know, we live in a world, what I believe, we all have some degree of ADHD. 
I, I certainly do. We get distracted very easily and we can't work for extended periods of, of time being concentrated and being at our peak of productivity. Um, so breaking things down in micro actions, um, some authors um, talk about even breaking it down in actions that you can do in two minutes, right? If you can get to that level, great. But at least try to stay around things that you can do in 15 minutes, things that you can do less than 30 minutes. And then what I want you to do is to go to your calendar, wherever your calendar is, whether you have a paper calendar, whether you have a digital calendar. Um, and I want you to schedule 30-minute blocks at least two or three times a week. You are going to have to find the time. No, not find the time. Make the time for two to three 30-minute blocks throughout your week. That can be any day of the week. If during the week you say, I really can't find the time, right? First of all, you're approaching it from the wrong perspective, right? We're not trying to find time. We are here to make the time. Um, so for me, this 30-minute blocks are the first 30-minute block of my day. If I start my day working on something that is important to me, that is aligned with my vision, and I feel that I make progress, that creates such a big momentum for the remaining of the day. And I'm so much more productive during the day. I have so much more energy. I feel so much more empowered during the day. So just a little tip. That's how I do it. You can do it anytime during the day that works for you, but make the time two to three times a week. And you can always leverage the weekends as well, right? A lot of times when we think find the time during the week, we're thinking Monday through Friday, but forget, don't forget that the week has seven days. So it could be any day of the week, two to three times a week, block 30 minutes. If you can block 30 minutes every day of the week, even better. But if you've never done this, start with two or three times a week. I promise it's going to be totally worth it. And then... Every morning, ask yourself, what is that one micro action that you can do today to feel that you made progress? Start your day asking you that simple question. What is one micro action that I can take today that will make me feel when I go to bed at the end of the day that I made progress towards this goal that I picked, this focus area that I picked? And then when you get to that time that you block in your calendar, use those 30 minutes to do that micro action that you came up earlier in the day with, okay? And the last step, the last thing is that every Sunday, I want you to take some time to reflect on the week, to celebrate the progress right? What progress did you make this week with those two, three chunks of time that you carve out to work on your goal? And then create a plan for the week ahead. Think about, okay, based on what you learned this week, based on what you accomplished this week, what should you focus on next week? And you're going to do this for the remaining of the year. So that is the first path. Um, I mentioned I had two different approaches, right? So this one that I just explained works amazing if you have goals that you have set for the year. Even better if you have a personal vision. If you don't have a personal vision, don't worry. Just follow your gut. Think about, you know, 
putting yourself at the end of the year and thinking what would be the one goal that if you could make progress on or you could accomplish will make you feel most proud of yourself, most fulfilled, and most accomplished. Um, And you can certainly do that approach without having that vision. But if you're interested in creating a vision for yourself, remember to check the show notes of this podcast episode because I'm going to be hosting a vision board party on November 12th. Okay, the second approach. And as I mentioned at the beginning, you can use these approaches independently or you can combine both approaches because you probably are thinking, okay, that is great to make progress towards that big goal, right? But there's all these other things that I need to do during the year. How do I organize my time to do also all these other things that I have to do? And here's where the second approach comes in. So the first step is you need to centralize your task list. If today I ask you, show me all the tasks that you need to complete, and you start rumbling between your computer and your notebook and maybe post-it notes at your desk or on the fridge door. Um, And again, these are tasks across all roles that you play in your life, all areas of your life, not just work, but all areas of your life. If you can't easily show me everything in your task list, that means that your task list is not centralized. And that's where we need to start by centralizing all our tasks in one place. Make a gigantic list. Mine is three miles long. That's okay. It doesn't matter. I know it can feel overwhelming when you see that long list, but I promise there's a path forward. But we need to start by centralizing that task list. And then leave that task list to a side and think and answer this question for yourself. What is some unfinished business that you have this year? What I mean by this is what are things that you have been putting off, that you have been procrastinating, and is making you feel guilty, maybe ashamed, or just bothers you, right? Maybe was that physical that you had being postponing and looking to schedule and you haven't scheduled. Maybe is doing a home project that you've been pushing away because of all the other things. And it's bothering you because it's in the back of your head every time that you haven't done it. And it's just bothering you. Maybe you're feeling guilty because you haven't done that thing. Maybe you're feeling ashamed or maybe it just bothers you, right? So what are those things? So now you have two two lists, sorry. You have a list of tasks and you have a list of unfinished business. Now I want you to do a third list of all the projects that you're currently working on right now, right? All the projects that you're currently working on right now. And I want you to organize them in three buckets. Bucket number one is the projects that are almost finished. Those projects that you're working on, that you're almost done with them. The second bucket is projects that are in process, that you have already started working on and you've made some progress, but there's still some ways to go on on finishing that project. And third, I want you to make a list of all the projects that you have to do that you have to work on, but you haven't even started because you haven't found the time to work on those projects, right? So now we have three lists, right? We have a list of tasks, we have a list of unfinished business, and we have a list of projects. And now I'm 
going to ask you to prioritize all of those things. And this can take some time, but here's how I do it. I do a big time matrix. Actually, I'm going to put a link on the show notes of this podcast episode so you can download the template to do this exercise. But I have explained this time matrix before here in, in the podcast. If you're not familiar with it, it's a matrix that I personally learned through the seven habits of highly effective people. I know there's many authors. I don't know who, who is the one who created this matrix originally, but it's an amazing tool for prioritization. And basically is a two by two matrix on one on the X axis, we have things that are important. So importance and the other axis is urgency. So that creates four quadrants, right? When you intersect these two variables. Quadrant number one are things that are important and are urgent. Quadrant number two are things that are important but are not urgent. Quadrant number four are things that are not important but they are urgent. And quadrant number four are things that are neither important, neither urgent. So if you want to learn more about this time matrix, um, I will put some links to previous podcast episodes where I explain actually how it works. Um, You can also Google it, just say time matrix, and you're going to find the explanation on how this matrix works. Um, I don't want to go into the details on how the matrix works right now. Um, Otherwise, this is going to be a really long podcast episode. And I feel like you and I have already talked about this before. And if we haven't, you can go back to past podcast episodes or again to our friend Google. He knows it, everything. So I want you to categorize all your tasks, all your unfinished business, all your projects in this matrix. And identify whether these are quadrant one, two, three, or four. Let's start with quadrant four. You're going to forget about quadrant four. So automatically, anything that falls into quadrant four that are things that are not important and are not urgent, you're just going to put on a parking lot or you're just going to decide to delete them from your radar, from your existence. Don't worry about them, right? Do not worry about them. All of a sudden, you're going to feel that some weight has been lifted from your shoulders because those are things that were in your head, that were in your task list, that have been maybe bothering you, and now you have permission to let go of them and not work on them for the remaining of the year. And then I want you to circle or highlight, since you have those highlights from before, you can use those highlights to highlight what are the things that you want to prioritize? And I want to make I want you to make sure that you pick something from quadrant two. Things that are important but not urgent. When we're doing this prioritization exercise and we have the pressure that the year is almost over and we have this efficiency mindset, right? We need to get things done and a lot of things done and I need to finish all these things we automatically go to quadrant one and quadrant three. Why? Because those are things that are urgent. Those are fires, right, that we need to put off. 
But I want you to start by identifying activities in quadrant two. Why do I want you to start with quadrant two? Because quadrant two are the things that we keep pushing off and are the things that are going to make you feel guilty at the end of the year if you didn't do them, are the things that you're going to regret not having done, and are the things that can have the most impact in creating momentum and helping you achieve your vision and become that version of yourself that you aspire to become. So make sure that you pick something from quadrant two first, and then go to quadrant one and quadrant three and pick the things that realistically you can do from now to the end of the year, um, you know, things that you want to get done. Maybe it's everything, right? Try to, try to question yourself. Try to push yourself to see what things do you really need to do. But also think about what things can you delegate to someone. Um, and when I talk about delegating, it could be to anyone, right? You can delegate to your spouse. You can delegate to your kids. You can delegate to a peer at work. Um, a lot of people... Um, always ask me, I'm like, I don't have a team. I don't have people that report to me. So I don't have anyone to delegate to. I want you to open the aperture of your vision here, of your perspective, and think that you can delegate to anyone, even your boss, right? Think about who is the best person to take care of this item in your list? Who is the person that should take care of this item? A lot of times we take a lot of things on just because we can say no, just because we are afraid of um, letting the other person down. So we just say, yes, I'll do it. I'll do it. So think about what, what are some of those things that you have say yes to that probably you should have said no to and trying to find a home for those things by delegating, right? Um, and that is going to trim your list down to the things that you personally need to be focusing on for the remaining of the year, right? And you can think about when, I mean, I'm guessing that if it's urgent, that means that it needs to get done before the end of the year, probably way before. So it's important that you put due dates as well so you know what is more urgent than other things. And that gives you also a perspective of the degree of urgency of those tasks. And then very similar as we did with our path one, I want you to schedule time in your calendar to work on those things. This might be 30-minute blocks, an hour blocks, but I want you to sit down and start work blocking time to work on those things for the remaining of the year. You know, next week, your calendar might be full and you look at next week's calendar, you're like, I can't fit this anywhere. I don't have time to get these things done. Well, but look beyond next week, right? Typically, the closer we get to that week, the more busy that week looks like, right? Because everyone is starting to schedule things in our calendar and things are coming up. So now that we are a little bit further away from, you know, November, December, like I want you to block time to work on those things in that matrix from now to the remaining of the year. Block time, every day, every other day, a couple of times a week, that is up to you. How much time you think you need. If you think you need 
three hours to finish everything on your list, schedule six hours. Double your estimate because I find that a lot of times we underestimate how much time it takes to do certain things. So double your estimate. However time you think it's going to take you to complete all your things, double your estimation and block that amount of time. You don't have to block all the time at once. I think it's even better if you block little spaces, but just block time. At this point, you don't need to know what you're going to do in every block of time. Just block the time, okay? And then every week, I want you to pick one to five things from that matrix, from that list that you want to do that week. And then you're going to identify in which of those blocks that you have blocked in advance, you're going to use to do what every week. I like to do this on Sundays. You can do it on Monday morning, but this is just going to create some structure around all that massive list of things that you need to do that are making you feel overwhelmed. And one is going to lift some weight off your shoulders of the things that you don't have to worry about and is going to open your eyes on what things you can delegate and is going to trim that list to really the things that you should be focusing on. And again, make sure that every week you're investing some time in that quadrant two, which by the way, if you're combining both approaches, I bet that whatever you identify on our first approach is probably quadrant two. So if you're doing both approaches, you're already probably taking care of quadrant two. Quadrant two, also things that we find in quadrant two, things that are important but are not urgent, is things like self-care, right? Like having some me time, um, investing time in yourself, um, in your personal development, in your physical health, in your mental, in your emotional health. So it's also important to schedule some me time and some self-care time during the week because, as we said, this last stretch to the end of the year can be really, really stressful. And a lot of times we tell ourselves, okay, once I'm done with all of this, like in January or over the holidays, I'm going to go get a massage or I'm going to go on vacation or I'm going to, however you think or you want to reward yourself and recharge. And I think that is something that we have backwards, right? Because now is when you need to be in your best energy possible. So make sure that you're scheduling time to recharge and think about what are the things that help you recharge. It could be reading a book. It could be going for a walk. It could be getting a massage. It could be exercising. It could be listening to podcasts like the Leading Yourself podcast. Whatever it is that energizes you, make sure that you also put time in your calendar to recharge on a regular basis so you don't feel burnt out at the end of the day, right? Yes, you can go and celebrate once the year is over and you can breathe and take that vacation or get that message. I'm not saying not to do that, but make sure that you're also scheduling self-care throughout because you need to renew your energy. You need to recharge your energy as you go. Otherwise, yes, you will make progress, but you also pay the price. 
and you don't have to, right? It, we don't, it's not one or the other. You can have it all. You can have energy. You can feel relaxed. You can feel calm and at least make momentum and make progress towards your goals. So I hope this episode was helpful. If it is, you don't want to miss next week's podcast episode because we are continuing the series of how to end the year strong and create momentum for 2022. And I have another very interesting topic next week that I want to talk to you that will help you do just that. If you like today's podcast episode, let me ask you a big favor. Share this episode with someone in your life that you think needs to hear this right now. Um, share it with them. Send them the link or post it in social media. If you do post it in social media, make sure that you tag myself, Leaning Yourself Podcast, so I can personally thank you for spreading the word of this podcast. And with that, I hope you have an amazing week and I will see you here again next week for another episode of the Leading Yourself podcast.